All right. Hello, everyone. All right. Thank you so much. I know we're a day late with our review, but it is Friday and we're here to talk about the last two episodes of season two of The Bad Batch. And I, I know um, it's going to be mixed emotions. You know, I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of thoughts about these two episodes. So that's why we're here. Um, just want to let you know that, as you can see, Keith is not with us today. Uh, he could not make it. So it's just going to be me. But I hope that, uh, you know, we all hang around and just talk about how we feel. Um, are we sad? Are we happy? Are we unhappy? Are we confused as to what took place in the last two episodes? So let's just talk about it. You know, I think sometimes uh, um, just talking about, you know, what went on and how you're feeling is, is, is therapeutic. All right. So let's do that tonight. All right. So I am Kerwin from Father Son Galaxy. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to the channel, uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, like, hit the like button. Um, you know, thank you. Welcome. For those of you who've been here before, thank you for coming back. All right. Let's get into it. Okay. Okay. So let's just see who's here. So Aiden, yes, tech is gone. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, Dallas, hello. How are you? Uh, Some nerd is also here. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, so right, let's start with episode 15, okay? Call the summit. So we know so we now know why it's called the summit, right? It has nothing to do with the mountain peak, you know, or high point, which I thought it might have referenced with the bad batch, but the summit is a meeting. It's a meeting with these uh high-ranking officers of the Imperials. Um, and it's usually someplace where it's very secure. It's a secure location. No one knows where the meetings are usually taking place. And it's a meeting about strategy, you know, just, you know, these, uh, uh, high ranking officials coming together to talk about whatever, uh, is, is an important topic for them. Uh, so some very interesting things. Let's just talk about who was at the table. So, uh, besides general, uh, well, Tarkin. As, as usual, we know who Tarkin is. Hemlock was on his way to this meeting as well. He was late. Uh, the other officers is Admiral Barton Coburn, who is from the Clone Wars. We also have General Hurst Ramoti, who was seen in Rogue One and is also a character in Star Wars A New Hope, as a matter of fact. You know, if you remember that scene where uh, Tarkin walks in with Vader and there are uh, Imperial officers sitting on a round table. They're talking about um, the Death Star plans and, you know, how uh, Vader lost the plans. Admiral Moti was there. General Tag was also at the table. So uh, Ramondi was also uh, a, a part of that, that, that collection of uh, Imperial officers. So they're there. Um, and part of it is to listen to what Hemlock has to say as far as cloning operation Um uh, they talked about one of the officers talked about how he had um, uh, experience with working with the clones and, you know, this operation that Hemlock is involved in, if anyone were to find out about it, um, you know, or other clones would have found out about it, there might have been some type of upheaval. Um, you know, the, the clones may try to strike back because of these experiments that are going on. We don't know exactly what they want to do, uh, what Hamlock wants to do with these clones, but it's, it's very dangerous. Uh, and then also the last person at the table, Orson Krennic. All right, Rogue One fans out there, we know who Krennic is. Uh, so at this time, you know, he's not uh, Director Krennic, he is Commander Krennic, 
Uh, he's sitting right next to Tarkin, and Tarkin asked him to give him an update on Project Stardust, um, which, if you remember, if you've seen Rogue One, that is the code name for the Death Star plans. You know, uh, uh, Galen Erso named it after uh, his daughter Jin, uh, called her Stardust. That was her nickname. So that was the the Death Star. All right, Project Stardust. So that was very cool, very interesting. And by the way, so. Krennic only had one line. I think he said, yes, sir, or right away, sir. That was actually voiced by the actual actor, Ben Mendelsohn. You know, it was interesting to see his names at the in the credits that he, <laughs> you know, just had time just say this one line and he was okay with it and he got credit for it. So Ben Mendelsohn, all right, playing Krennic. So, you know, if there's going to be a season three, which more than likely it is, you know, I'm sure we're going to see more Krennic. In, in animation. So that's pretty cool. All right. I don't know if anyone had thought about seeing Krennic in an animated version, but that makes sense, you know? So here he is. Okay. All right. So uh, now we know that the, the batch still has no idea where Tantus is located, right? For some reason, Tantus is off the map. It is so far remote. They have no idea where to look for Hemlock, but they did know that he was going to attend the summit. Um, uh, you know, from the intelligence that Echo receives. So what they were going to do was to uh, fly to uh, Iridal, I think is pronounced, to the planet where uh, where Tarkin's compound is located, and place a tracker or a tracer onto Hemlock's ship. So when he leaves for the summit and heads back to Tantus, they will be able to locate uh, Tantus. Okay, so that was the plan. Um, and as we thought, you know, from last week, you know, we were talking about if you were with us last week, we were talking about, well, is the batch going to go after Crosshair or, or you know, are they going to stay on Pabu and then the, and the Empire is going to come after them? Well, they did decide that they were going to go and uh, see if they could find Crosshair. All right. So they end up at the compound. Right. And they. Uh, see that there is the only way they can get to the compound is by this rail car okay and this rail car is going to just take them to where they need to go and then they're going to infiltrate and then try to get in and see if they can rescue crosshair or any other clones that are there so that's the plan right of course it doesn't work out that way um, but we'll talk a little bit more as to what happened who they encounter when we get there but let's go into q a because we have quite a few people here so this is really cool. So thank you so much. Let's go through Q&A. Dallas, very upset. Better be a season three, right? You know what? I, you know, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know if there was going to be a season three because I thought maybe they could wrap up, um, you know, their their arc, you know, the Bad Batch in the last two episodes. I didn't think there were much of a story to tell, but apparently there is. So, all right. So more than likely there'll be a season three, but we don't know officially. Uh, maybe we'll find out during celebration. All right, some nerd. We need a support group for the loss of tech. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this can be a start. This can be the support group. So, uh, you know, let's talk about it. I know we're going to get there. It was, um, this was a very emotional uh, two episodes to, to watch, especially the 16. But we're going to get there. We're going to talk about it. Blacklight, thank you. Hey, thank you for joining us. All right. Noma Interactive, how are you guys doing? Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, once again, if you're just joining us, Keith cannot make it this evening, so it's just going to be me. So I 
I hope you just stick around and, and we can all talk about and discuss how we feel about these two episodes, okay? All right. So now, so the Batch is taking this rail car over to the compound, and who do they encounter? But Saul Guerrero, okay? And we know about Saul Guerrero, if you know the story about Saul from the Clone Wars, he was in Rebels, we just saw him recently in the Andor series, uh, Rogue One. Uh, he's he's a bad dude, you know, like he does not like the Empire and he um, will take extreme measures to protect himself and to destroy the Empire by any means necessary. Honestly, you know, he's considered a militant. Um, he's not a part of the rebellion. He's not a part of anything. He's actually just doing things on his own, you know, wherever he feels like doing. So why he's there is he has a plan to destroy the compound, okay? Very interesting. So he's placing, he and his people are placing debt, uh, uh, you know, you know, bombs all over uh, the compound, uh, you know, detonators and, you know, just hooking them up to different places. And the batch is saying, well, you can't do that because we're here to find Hemlock and we want Hemlock to tell us where we can, you know, tell us or help us find Tantus, because that's where the, the clones are located, okay? Um, so the Batch says, no, you can't do this right now. This is not the place to do it. Please don't, don't, don't blow up the joint. It, this is not the right time. But anyway, it was too late. Uh, Saw Guerrero had his uh, detonators planted everywhere um, he needed to be. And, you know, of course, the stormtroopers find out that they're there. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're aware that the, the place is infiltrated with the Batch and Guerrero's people. Guerrero and the Batch, they're going, going, <clears throat> they're throwing, exchanging blasts of fire with the stormtroopers. Guerrero gets away. He gets on his ship. The Batch gets back onto the rail car to escape. And then Saw ignites the detonator and then boom. Okay, the compound, portions of the compound at least, are, are damaged and destroyed. There are some casualties, but where Tarkin and these Imperial leaders are located, they're secure because that's what this is all about. You know, Tarkin makes sure that he's in a high security place. He's got the walls and the windows and the shutters and everything. You can't get anything through those doors. So he told those men not to worry, sit down. We're going to finish this, this meeting. We need to talk. We're going to be fine. And they were. However, as the batch are leaving in the rail car, the, the detonator uh, destroys the power on the rail car. So now they're stuck in midair. They have no place to go. They can't move anywhere. Um, what are we going to do? Okay. And then that was how episode 15 ended. That's the summit. Okay. All right. So let's get into 16, which is called plan 99. Um, right before we get to that, uh, let's see if we have any more Q and a, we're going to get to, to uh, sorry, we're going to get to some Q and a, some nerd, some nerd, his involvement in this episode was just another reason why saws blind hatred for the empire does little good. Right. Yeah unfortunately and we know how that turns out you know in rogue one but you know saw is you know he has his own agenda he's not really thinking in terms of what anybody's going to feel how it's going to impact anybody else it's really okay 
we want to get rid of these people. How are we going to do it? All right, get them in a, get it, get them in one location, set the place off, and then that's it. But you know, that doesn't always that's that's you know, thinking with your heart and not with your head, you know, doesn't always work, you know. Uh, and you know, that's gonna catch up to him many years later. Aiden, no, no tech doesn't have to die. You know what? Let's talk about that. We're going to get there, okay? So let's start with uh, Plan 99, okay? So the title of this episode, Plan 99. Now, what is, let's talk about the significance of 99, just in case you don't know what 99 is about. Um, so 99 is named after a human male clone, all right? Uh, he was one of the original clones created with uh, Django Fett's DNA, but something happened. There was a malfunction with the cloning system. And this clone ended up um, defective. You know, he had uh, physical defects. Uh, he aged very, very quickly. He was very weak. Um, yeah, he just had all kinds of problems. So he was named Clone 99, okay? Uh, so he would be one of the first defective, you know, if you, you know, that term that's always used when they were describing the Bad Batch, you know, he was the first of the defective clones. So now when the Clone Force 99 was actually created, they were named after that clone. So that's the, the significance of the number 99. All right. So now, again, we got the rail car stuck in midair. What are we going to do? Tech has an idea to try to restore the power. So he has to get out of the car and walk across the track to get to the power station and to restore power. All right. Now, as that's happening, Tarkin is getting word as to what's going on on the outside. Tarkin orders his, his uh, fighters to go out and, and shoot down anybody that's out there, even if it has, even if it means shooting down his some of his own stormtroopers. He doesn't care. Tarkin wants something done immediately. Destroy them, whoever they are, causing them problems. Get rid of them all. Uh, and that's what happened. So we got these fighters that are going after and they're shooting at the, um, you know, at the rail car. And, um, you know, Tech is able to restore power, but he was not able to get back to the car, unfortunately. And um, one of the, uh, looks like one of the wheels attached to the to the track uh, dislocated and Tech fell. Um, he was hanging by a cable um, and he felt that, you know, there's no way that, you know, you guys are going to make it out of this if you don't let me go. Okay. Um, so tech made the decision, you know, tech and, you know, record was there, you know, trying to get tech to, to climb, you know, how about that climb, you know, you know, get up here, get up here. Um, but tech says, no, that wasn't what he wanted to do. And one of the last things he said to record was plan 99. Um, so now we know that plan 99, um, which, you know, judging by the title, Plan 99, it just felt it was felt, uh, something related to a final plan. Um, it has some type of finality feel to it when I saw the term Plan 99. So um, it was not a surprise that that was what it meant, like the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and that's what happened with tech, uh, unfortunately. Now, um, so uh, Tech let go. Um, he um, disengaged the cable, and you know, as apparently, as far as we know, he fell. Okay. Um, now 
let's talk about this moment, all right? Do you think tech is still around? Did he survive the fall? Or do you think that was his ultimate sacrifice? And then if you think he did sacrifice himself, was it the right thing for tech to do? Was there another alternative? Could could they could could there have been something, some other plan that they could have come up with to save tech? Okay. Um, so while we're thinking about that, let's just move on. Uh, and um, so again, we uh, tech was able to restore the power. He was not able to save himself, but the rest of the batch was actually fine. Um, <clears throat> they couldn't control the speed of the rail car, so it kept going, and then ultimately it crashed. Uh, Omega was hurt badly, and <clears throat> when you saw when Omega was trying to regain consciousness, you saw um, what was going on from her point of view. And do you remember there was an episode from season one where it, it happened to uh, Hunter, where he, I, I, not quite sure what episode it was, but he was actually injured as well. I think that was the shootout between he and um, Cad Bane, maybe. I think it was with Cad Bane. And he was, you know, taken down and then he was trying to regain consciousness and you could see um, everything going on from Hunter's point of view, you know, the sound is a little muffled and, you know, like he's going in and out, the, you know, the, 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 his vision's going in and out. So the same thing is happening with Omega in this case, you know, so we hear the batch trying to save her, you know, like, come on, Omega, let's, you know, you'll, you can get through this, let's go, you know, and she can hear the blast of fire. So when she finally wakes up, she realizes that she is back on Ormantel. Now, let's talk about Ord Mantel. Can someone tell me why did the Bad Batch decide to go back to Ord Mantel? This is a part that confused me. I'm still not grasping the idea of the Batch going back to Ord Mantel. I don't. I didn't see why they needed to. Um, uh, they just came from Pabu. So it, it really didn't make sense to me that, you know, that they went to Ormantel and not Pabu. I'm sure Pabu has the best medical facility there and they could have had um, Omega taken care of there. So why did they go back to Ormantel? Um, and, then, and then to add insult to injury, when Omega uh, regains consciousness, you know, Hunter says, you know what, I think it's time for us to settle down and, you know, um, start a life on Pabu. Well, yeah, but what are you doing here? Why did you just take it to Pabu in the first place? You know, it's like I just couldn't couldn't understand that. Um, so, you know, I've been thinking about this for a couple of days. And the only thing I think of is that I guess maybe the, the writers and by the way, let me just, you know, shout out the writers. So episode 15, the summit was written by Matt Michinovich. Uh, episode 16, Plan 99, written by Jennifer Corbett. So they are the executives of the Bad Batch. Head writers, top writers, so they are the ones who have written these episodes. So the only thing I can think of, you know, the writers are probably trying to tie up the Sid, the loose end with Sid, because we know Sid was after the Batch, because the Batch was trying to avoid her for a very long time. They didn't like working for Sid. Sid was trouble. All she wanted was to make money off of their work, their hard work. So she threatened them and said, okay, well, if you guys don't come back, I'm going to tell the empire. Okay. So again, 
why did the batch decide to go back to Ormantel? All right, I don't know. Um, okay, so anyway, that's where they are. And sure enough, I mean, you know, anybody could see what was going to happen next. Sid is not to be trusted. And she does exactly what she says she's going to do. She calls the umpire and she turns them in. All right. For money. You know, Hemlock shows up at her, her place of business and says that her work is done here. You can go. Gives her a pile of credits. She's out the door looking sad as if she, she's really sad about the decision she made. No, she's not sad. You know, she's, she, she could not be trusted. Um, and so the, the, the batch uh, Hunter and, and Wrecker are uh, in shackles. Uh, Echo is not around. Echo and, and Omega is not around, but they're aware that something is going wrong. And um, in, you know, Hunter and 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 Wrecker manages to free themselves, uh, and they have a you know little run-in with the with the stormtroopers. But Hemlock, all we we know, the only thing that Hemlock wants is Omega. And Hunter says, "Well, she's long gone. You're not going to get her. She's not here. You know." Forget about it. But Omega, you know, because she is a part of the team, she was not going to just run and hide and, you know, not be concerned about the the well-being of her team members. So Omega appears and says, leave them alone. I'm not going with you, Hemlock. I don't trust you. I don't know who you are. But unfortunately, uh, um, a stormtrooper from behind Hits her with a, a, a blast of bolt uh, and stuns her, and she is knocked out. And as we talked about last week about Omega being captured, that's exactly what happened. So she is captured. Okay. All right. So then that's the setup. Um, what do you think? You know, did the batch make the right decision to go back to Oramentel? Let me know what you think. Let's see if there's any QA. All right. Uh, some nerd. Yeah, and when you know that 99 sacrificed himself for his brothers, you just, yeah, you know what that plan means. Yes, it does. And I'll tell you something. I hope they don't use plan 99 again. <laughs> it's like that was that was really something to go through, you know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, once again, so the questions are out there. Do you think Tech survived the fall? Um, uh, do you think the batch made the right decision to go to Ornamentel? Well, we know they didn't right, make the right decision, but why did they go back? or mentel is what i want to know um just uh, something else i want to say about tech um so this season it, they you know the writers really seem focused on learning more about tech right the first season not so much you know i, I think it was more about wrecker and hunter and then this season they really made it a point to spotlight tech and we got to know more about tech we, we, we've seen a change in tech. I, I felt from the very first episode that tech was more about, not about how much he knows, because we know he's very smart. He knows, we know that he knows a lot. But I think he was, he understand that sometimes it's better to listen than to talk. And I think he was starting to learn more about people and things that are happening around him. Uh, just when he was on Serrano, he was helping the old gentleman put that, uh, that box together with all of uh, uh, the planet's resources and wealth and culture. Um, you know, he listened to the gentleman talk about his planet, how much culture he used to have. 
um, when he stood up and became a leader for the team when he ran that race on um, on Tatooine. Um, or, yeah, I'm not sure if it was Tatooine, but when he ran the pod race, you know, he stepped up and he became a leader there. Uh, when he had that conversation with Omega and realized and, and, and confessed to her, you know, very frank and told her, um, well, you know, I'm, I process things differently, you know, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I don't care as much as you do. And this is the time when Echo left the group, um, that he cares just as much as Echo as Omega did, um, care about Echo. And then the relationship that seemed to be forming with Fee. I mean, it's, it's such a tragic moment now as we you know we know what happens to tech if you know he's gone but at the beginning of uh, ep uh episode 15 when the the batch is getting on the marauder and they're ready to leave to head to iridal and fee comes out and she wants to say goodbye to tech but tech is not really again processing what she's trying to say you know she wants to say well you know take care of yourself come back safe i'm gonna miss you but Tech was so into the mission and he really missed, you know, how much Fee cares about him. And I was hoping that he wouldn't make it back to continue that relationship with, with Fee and to learn and understand more about um, her feelings. But that may not be the case anymore, but we'll see. Um, all right. So um, if there um, any no other comments at the moment, so let's move on to... The final scene. Okay. Oh, we got a comment. So Alex, hi, Alex. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Carolyn. Sorry for being late. Not a problem. I've been out and about. Hope you're having a good day. Yes, we are. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining. You know, for those who you are just arriving again, uh, Keith could not make it to this live stream. So I'm, I'm glad, you know, that, you know, um, you know, you know, we can talk about what's happening in these last two episodes. Thanks for, for hanging out with me. Um, yeah, so we're actually starting to wrap up um, the last episode. Alex, great questions. I think he likely died, but there's a chance he lived. I don't think there was an alternative in that situation, but I hope he lived. Yeah, um, it's it's really unlikely that he survived, but you never know. I mean, Star Wars, <laughs> you know, in The Phantom Menace, we thought, you know, Darth Maul was long gone, um, but that's not the case. But this just seems a little more final emotional um you know like one of the 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 brothers on the team you know giving up their lives for for others you know i i never served in the military um i don't know many people who have but i i i get the impression that you know this is something that's common with um those who are you know soldiers in the war that they have maybe certain codes that they use that are personal to them and that when that code is implemented you know their fellow soldiers know what that means and it gets them time to prepare for what's going to happen next and, and i think that was this this code was very personal to to the batch uh, plant this plan um 99 was very personal to them and they knew exactly what it meant because that was something that they discussed earlier on like if, if there was any you know, for some reason, if we were placed in a position where, you know, we were we couldn't save ourselves, we say Plan 99, and we knew exactly what that meant. So it was very well done, very emotional. It was very tough to watch. 
Uh, let's move on to the final scene. Now, this was this threw me for a loop. Now, this was a big reveal. Okay. Now, do you remember last week we talked about Emery? All right. She is a scientist who works alongside Hemlock. Um, when Crosshair tried to escape the facility, he picked up a blaster and he took out the stormtroopers. But when it came to Emery, he set it to stun and he knocked her out. He did not um, um, take her life. He didn't destroy her. She was still there. So, so the question was, well, why did he want to keep Emery alive? So there, it, something tells me that, you know, this, this character is very important. And my thought was that she was going to help uh, Crosshair and the other clones escape. Now, that could possibly still happen in season three, but with a twist. All right. So, um, so it turns out that she is also a clone. And not only a clone, but she's also related to Omega. She and Omega, Emery and Omega, are sisters. Very interesting. Um, so I wonder if this means one door closes, the other one opens. Meaning, for the Batch lost Tech, and Tech is very, very uh, intelligent. Uh, he knows numbers. You know, he's fast with uh, uh, calculations and, and code breaking. But Emery is also very intelligent. She's a scientist, you know, so she's she's very smart. She knows a way around this facility. So she could prove to be a great asset to the batch. Okay, I'm not saying that she's going to replace Tech because Tech cannot be replaced. But I think she's going to be an ally to the batch in season three. So what do you think? Another question for you. What do you think about Emery? Will she be an ally for the batch or will she work for Hemlock? And... Um, you know, allow him to do whatever he wants to do, these experiments he wants to, be, you know, wants to be done on the clones, but she's one of them. You know, I'd be very surprised that she would allow Hemlock to perform these, these uh, experiments on the clones and because they're just like her. So let's see, how, let's see what happens. This is very interesting. A very, uh, a twist, a turn of events. Omega has a sister. <laughs> So and so that was it. Those are the last two episodes of season two. Um, so what I want to do, uh, while you know, there any more questions or comments are coming in, I want to talk about next week. Um, so what's happening next week? So we will be back on Wednesday to review the next episode, the next chapter of The Mandalorian. Okay, so that's on Wednesday. Now, if you already know, you know, if Star Wars fans should know. Um, Star Wars Celebration in London is coming up next week. Okay, it starts on uh, Friday and it ends on Monday, so Friday, April the 7th. Um, so what's going to happen on the first day of Celebration? There will be a Lucasfilm Showcase, okay? And it's usually the, 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 the first event that kicks off Celebration. And what happens during the showcase is that's when Lucasfilm announces these big uh, surprises of maybe some upcoming movies, upcoming shows. They may show a trailer here or there. I don't know if that'll be something that they'll stream online. But <clears throat> what we're going to do, we are going to have a special live stream that Friday, April 7th, right? It's going to be at 7.30 p.m. our time, Eastern time. 
We're on the East Coast. And we're going to talk about, we're going to do a recap of what took place uh, during the Lucasfilm Showcase. Okay? All right. So now, just so you know, it is in London. You know, But remember, there is a time difference. Okay? So it's 11 a.m. in London time. So depending on where you are uh, in the country, you know, check your, your, your local time to see when we can catch the showcase. Again, I don't know if they're going to stream it. Um, some of the panels will be streamed, others will be not. I don't know. I doubt it if the Lucasfilm Showcase, it wasn't streamed last year, so more than likely it won't be this year, but who knows? Regardless, you know, you know, please uh, follow us on Twitter, on, on Facebook and Instagram for any latest and greatest updates. You know, we'll tweet it out. As soon as we hear about it, we'll retweet it. Um, so if you want to get information, you can always go to our our Twitter page and, you know, make sure you hit that notification so that every time we're tweeting, you are aware of it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to, you know, I'm, I'm bummed out, you know, and Keith will tell you if he was here, you know, we're all upset that we were not able to go to celebration this year, but you know, there's always another year. Okay. But again, we will be here to discuss it. Um, we'll do a wrap up of the Lucasfilm showcase. Friday, April 7th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, all right? So more information to come on that. All right, so um, if let's see if we have any more Q&A. Uh, yes, we do. Some nerd. I hope that with season three, we might get some backstory on Omega and now Emery. Yeah, I think so. I think um, Emery deserves a backstory. Now, what's interesting is Omega had no idea who Emery is, and she had no idea that she had a sister. So... Apparently, Nala Say has been keeping secrets, <laughs> you know, so, um, and where is this all leading up to, you know, and we know the cloning is very important uh, to the emperor. Um, so I guess, you know, we're going to try to connect why Palpatine returned in the sequel trilogy. Okay, Alex, I can see her changing size. I think Emery will turn on Hemlock and join the close. I think so, too. I, I think she'll have no choice. I mean... If he's going to be experimenting on all clones, she and Omega are, are definitely targets. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to try to break out, escape. And by the way, the batch we know is not going to stop until, you know, Hunter at least is not going to stop until he finds Omega. So that's going to be his journey for next for next season, um, the search for Omega. All right. So. This is a father, you know, looking for his daughter. So this is going to be very, very interesting season. All right. Okay. So if Keith was here, um, he can tell you, um, you know, where you could find us. Again, you know, please drop in any final questions or comments. But, you know, you could find us on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, anywhere your streaming platforms. You can also find us on this YouTube channel. Once again, please like, hit the like button. If you are not a subscriber, please subscribe. I mean, you know, this is the best time to subscribe. You know, we're pretty cool people. You know, we like talking about Star Wars. So if you like just sitting and talking and grab a cup of coffee or, you know, grab uh, some tea or whatever your beverage is, your choice of beverage, you know, we like to sit and talk. All right. Um, and we do live streams uh, at least once a week, depending on uh, the content that's out there. So we're going to be going back to, um, well, we'll see. We're going back to one week at least until the end of The Mandalorian Season 3. And uh, like I said, we'll be back next Friday as well for a, a special live stream of the Lucasfilm panel. All right. So 
Any final questions or comments? Let's see what do we have. So, um, let's see what we got. All right. All right, we got some comments coming in. Thank you, Alex. I hope you, Keith, Tanya, makes you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much, Alex. That's really wonderful to say that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, Samadhi. Yeah, Samadhi. I hate Sid. Uh, you know what? Oh, Sid made me so mad. Oh my goodness, she just made me mad. You know what? I don't know if I'm more upset with Sid for what she did, or the batch going back to Ormantel. Please, did anybody even? Any idea why uh, the batch went to Ormantel? I, I would really love to know. But anyway, um, that was not the place to be. You know, they should, they should listen to Han Solo. <laughs> That's a joke. All right. Okay. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, this was really fun. Um, like, I said, like I said, we'll be back next week. Um, let me just check in with the producer. She is writing some notes down. Um, okay. Uh yeah, I, I did mention about Star Wars Celebration. So, you know, what do you think? Uh, what's going to happen in Celebration? What announcements do you think will be made at Celebration? Let's talk about that for a few minutes. You know, let me know what you think. You know, I, we're definitely going to get Ahsoka. You know, we know Ahsoka is coming. Not exactly sure when. But Ahsoka will be on its way. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, there will be, uh, we know Young Jedi Adventures is also on its way, dropping May 1st. We got Star Wars Visions uh, dropping on May 1st. Skeleton Crew supposed to happen this year, but we don't have an exact date yet, and then we'll find out on um, during celebration. Uh, so what do you think? Um, I'm also, any panels are you looking forward to? Have you gotten a, got a chance to check the panels, you know, anything regarding the New Republic? Um, anything else? Uh, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the 40th anniversary panel for Return of the Jedi. You know, they're bringing back some of the cast members. They're pretty cool. Billy D. Williams will be there. Um, that's going to be awesome. So looking forward to that. I hope that's live stream. Um, about Skeleton Crew. <laughs> yes, about Skeleton Crew. Yes, some nerds. Skeleton Crew. I am really looking forward to Skeleton Crew. Um, you know, when I heard the you know, the, the, the idea of the, the story uh, taking place, you know, looking and feeling like a 80s film from Amblin, one of those Steven Spielberg movies from back in the day, The Goonies and E.T., Back to the Future. I'm on board because, you know, I love those movies. You know, that's what I grew up watching. Um, and Keith is a fan of Stranger Things. So we're both looking forward to, to seeing who's going to be in it besides Jude Law and what it's going to be about. So more to come. All right. So that is it, everyone. So thank you so much for joining us once again. Um, have a great weekend. And until next week, take care. And we will see you again.